0: Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. It's a big day because we are coming out of a crazy, crazy weekend of college basketball. We are coming out of a big opening week for Major League Baseball. We are heading into the NBA playoffs and we are going to do it all with one of my besties in the world. Mr. Bob Scucci. It's inspiring for a Monday I... morning. <laughs> What's going on? I haven't heard that song
1: in a while. Boy, that that sounds nice.
0: Yeah, you know why you haven't heard it in a while? Because you've been ignoring us and avoiding us, and you're just way too (laughs) big time now.
1: (laughs) Not intentionally. I've just been uh, been pretty busy.
0: Here's how much you're ignoring us and avoiding us. Uh, As everybody knows, the Action Network decamped for Las Vegas for the opening round of the NCAA tournament, and uh, we had a big, big bash at Mabel's, at the Palms, uh, the Wednesday night before the tournament began, and it was a crazy fun event, and we were at capacity all night and had a line out the door. And I had texted Scooch and said, hey, it'd be great to see you when I come to Vegas. Um, why don't you come to the event? And uh, I got no response, none at all. <laughs> and the next day, uh, uh, I think I texted you, and I said, hey, what's going on? No, this is before. I said, hey, what's going on? Do you want to come tonight? And you go what's happening? Where is it? I just go, look at the text above.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was my bad. (laughs) I, I, that was just crazy. That whole week, you know, you know, I had to get a room at the, at the property because uh, I had to get up at three o'clock in the morning. I had to do some, some local media from like 3am to six. And then that night people were coming in, getting ready for the tournament it was just it was just insane.
0: So it was more important to do local media than doing national media that has a much bigger audience.
1: Well, this was already pre planned. I already had the commitment. Uh, I didn't What is I didn't more get planned
0: of your- <laughs> this podcast, Scooch? We've been doing this podcast for like five to seven years. Every single yeah. week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> well, how about how about you? I travel all the way to Washington D.C. I don't even realize that you're at the uh, the executive summit there. I had to read your name on a program.
0: I didn't even know you were there. Well, I didn't know you were going to be there. You're referring to the uh, American Gaming Association actually had an amazing event last week in D.C. or outside D.C. Um, and they they sort of made it a very exclusive event where they only invited a couple hundred people for these two days of panels, and they had some really high-end people there. Um, they had Gary Bettman there. They had Ted Leonsis there. Uh, Darren Ravel moderated a panel with um, uh, a bunch of executives, including Jason Robbins from DraftKings and Joe Asher, from, who runs uh, William Hill. They literally almost got into a fight.
1: That was great. That was, that was, uh, that was probably it was the last panel of the event, but it was, uh, it was certainly the most uh, exciting.
0: It was almost like – I encourage anybody just to go look, Google like Joe Asher, Jason Robbins, AGA Summit, and you will see two guys who almost – like these panels. Normally, these panels are like people giving very canned answers. It's not very candid conversation. The AGA did a really nice job, and they actually had some great conversations in these panels. But Darren himself in the middle of this panel was like – this is the best panel of the conference because he almost had to come between Joe and Jason, who had such a seething tension that they literally, there was almost a fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's some history there, you know, with uh draft and, and William Hill. And when DraftKings Kings was uh, trying to get into the, the state of Nevada, as uh, the daily fantasy sites, and there was some discussion as to whether or not they were considered gambling. And I think that discussion went on, on all over the country at that time. So it was, Pretty good, pretty good uh, conversation there.
0: It was good. You know what else was good? What the college basketball games this weekend?
1: They were great. They were they were exciting.
0: On Saturday night, Purdue had a, was it Saturday night? Yeah, Purdue had a ninety seven percent chance to cover as four and a half point dogs, um, and with seventeen seconds left against Virginia. 97% chance to cover. 17 seconds left.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how you make money in in-game wagering, uh, by the way. You get those uh, big underdogs. Uh, that's what you have to love about sports is that uh, you, you, you get just all these unexpected uh, results. And uh, now with in-game wagering, you can kind of capitalize on that stuff.
0: Tell me how that was working for you in that game. I had the over in that game. Uh, and I had Virginia, so it didn't work out. It worked out, you know. That kind of came out even. But uh, tell me what was <laughs> happening for you in that game.
1: Um, it wasn't it? Wasn't a great result. I mean, uh, you know, we were bouncing around uh, four and a half and five, four and a half and five, uh, a, a, a little bit, even down to four at one point. Uh, but uh, so, so you never want that much movement on a big game like that. Uh, but, uh, and of course, you know, the game, game falling five wasn't the greatest result, but uh, there was just so much uh, uh, parlay action uh, on both sides that uh, we kind of did okay. It was the, the next game that really kind of made the day for us. Uh, but, uh, but just listening to the, to the crowd that uh, back and forth during that game uh, uh, it was just so, so exciting in the sports book.
0: God, it was amazing. My favorite part of it was uh, Carson Edwards sort of winking and smiling at the kid from Virginia who hit the game winning shot at the end. Like, you know, just acknowledgement and recognition of, <laughs> of how awesome that was.
1: Yeah. No, and, you know, I, I mean, sentimentally, I, I mean, after what happened to Virginia in the first round of the NCAA tournament last year, I, I kind of wanted to see them get over the hump and, and you can see them struggling a little bit with some, Probably uh undue pressure in the first couple of games uh of their four games that they struggled in a couple of them that uh, you can see that kind of pressure uh, kind of weighing down I, I think the pressure's off them now that uh, that they feel like they've you know they've gotten to the final four now they 're kind of free rolling uh and, and now they could kind of live up to the potential that this team really has
0: I disagree i don 't think when you're a number one seed <laughs> and you've you've <laughs> lost uh and you've been a number one seed that lost to a 16 seed. I agree they've gotten over that hump. But they are now the only number one seed left in the Final Four. Like, there is no free roll that comes when you are the only remaining number one seed. And so yeah. this is a team that, like, has struggled in the tourney. They struggled against Gardner-Webb. They struggled against Oregon. They needed a miracle to beat Purdue. So now they all go up against an Auburn team that is red, red hot like just amazingly hot right that that so, is true
1: yeah they'll catch them at the worst time uh, yeah. but but i mean and, and you've got you know you've got an auburn team that just loves to run the floor and then you've got a, a virginia team that uh just relies on that that grind defense and I think they've the slowest tempo of uh, of any team that plays and uh, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be great to watch those two forces come together. I, I think Virginia is going to be able to just kind of limit the number of possessions, and and I, I I really think that this is Virginia's game.
0: You do. What's the I, uh, I think Auburn me, had their run. Me... <laughs> wow. Do you think that's because of that guy who's out, like the guy who got hurt?
1: That that's part of it too, and and. Uh, uh, I, I I really think that this is a, well. I mean, it's reflected in kind of our our line making too. So uh, you know, I just uh, I mean, we're we're at five and a half on the game, and we're taking a ton of Auburn money. So for for our sake, I hope we're right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So tell me about that number. You opened at five and a half. Uh, like you said, you're taking a ton of Auburn money right now. Uh Seventy seven percent of the money and 77% of the bets are coming in on Auburn. Give me yeah. a feeling of like, why are you feeling so good about Virginia? What in your rankings tells you that, that in your ratings tells you that Virginia is the right side here? Well,
1: like, like I said, I mean, look at the the, the last two seasons, you know, we're not, we're not going to just get off of our rankings just based on, on a couple of games that, that Auburn, you know, Auburn is playing their best, as you just said. They're red hot, so we're not just going to suddenly lower Virginia's rankings because Auburn's playing so well. I mean, that's with just the numbers. We have to just stay true to what those numbers were going into the tournament, during the tournament, and and now. And we know it's going to be a little inflated in the public's mind because they're seeing these two teams as equals. You know, both arriving at this same uh, point. Uh, I, I, when you get to the final four that, uh, you know, there really shouldn't be so such prohibitive favorites. But, you know, I think in this case, uh, Virginia is. And uh, five, five and a half, we know the public's going to take the dog. They took the dog in, in both the games on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, and, and like I've been saying for the last couple of years, I think in any big game now, you're starting to see the betting public favor the underdogs a little bit more than they do. The favorites. Uh, we've been seeing that trend for, for quite a while now where they're betting the favorites during the regular season but the deeper you get into the playoffs and particularly championship games they feel like if the team is good enough to get to this point, they can certainly win the game and if you're going to give us five and a half points, we'll just take the points and, and uh, you know, hope the team either wins straight up or, or covers.
0: This was a fascinating weekend also. Oh, actually, before I get onto that, Which is the most public team in the Final four right now? It's probably uh, it's probably still
1: still Virginia. Um, I mean Texas Tech. Everybody just kind of uh, is jumping on the bandwagon with them, and, and they see them as just a great kind of underdog story to catch a couple points and, and get some upsets, and, and they feel like that that team's a live dog too. Uh, you know, Michigan State's been that that steady powerhouse all year. So I would say if I had to rank them in terms of public teams right now, the four would be Virginia, Michigan State, um, Auburn would be a tough, tight third, and and then Texas Tech.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that, like, Auburn isn't getting more public love than, say, a Virginia team or a Michigan State team. I guess Michigan State. But given what they did, beating Kentucky, beating North Carolina, like, this Auburn team just came through like a whipsaw. You know, they really Absolutely. just like inspired people with the way they were playing. If there's any sort of Cinderella team in here, it's gotta be Auburn in terms of the way they have sort of a flair and drama and character and like there's an aura around them right now that is actually really different than Texas Tech. Texas Tech doesn't have that same aura. Are they getting the same kind of betting activity?
1: No. No, they're not. And so in this one, uh I mean the betting is gonna be pretty pretty even. Um, uh, So I think our day is really going to be decided by that, uh, by that Auburn, Virginia game more so than, than Texas tech Um, slightly heavier on Michigan state, both in money and ticket count. Um, That'll probably even out a little bit. As like I said, the public will just kind of bet both dogs on game day, but, uh, but that one's a lot more closely uh, competitive in terms of bets than uh, Auburn, Virginia.
0: So, Auburn, Texas Tech, Virginia, Michigan State. What does that do for betting interest and betting handle compared to Kentucky, Duke, Virginia and uh I don't know who else could have made it, Gonzaga.
1: <laughs> Gonzaga well, you know, here, here on the West Coast, we, we really do have a, a, a big Gonzaga contingency. Uh, and, and we've just kind of noticed, especially um, at our properties, because we've hosted the West Coast Conference Tournament for so many years. When Gonzaga's in it, we get an uptick at some of our properties, particularly the Orleans and the Gold Coast. So, uh, so I guess we would have preferred Gonzaga. Uh, But I guess if you had to look at the entire strip or Nevada, it probably won't make too much of a difference. We'll get some people that have interest because there's some new blood in the tournament. Um, I I think just because the blue bloods aren't necessarily in it, it doesn't always translate into, you know, more money when they're in it. Maybe viewership would be up, but the viewership doesn't always translate into more bets.
0: You know, it's so interesting you say that because we were just having this debate, like, like, would the tournament be getting more attention from bettors if it's got a Virginia Commonwealth or a George Mason that sort of gets through uh, the Sweet 16 and into even into the Elite Eight um, because it generates more excitement and, like, brings in a bigger audience than the same people who are following college basketball and betting on college basketball all year long? And no one pays attention to it anyways. So, like, just because yeah. these are the teams in the Final Four, like – no one's going to care because they're not paying attention to him when Duke and whoever plays in Virginia plays in the middle of February.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it, I don't think you can actually generalize it anymore. I think, you know, like when you see New England Patriots in the Super Bowl it, it, and you think, okay, it's great to have a, you know, a, a David and Goliath, but it, it's sometimes people just get tired of the same old teams there. And, uh, and though, you know, Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina, you know, are, are great for, uh, People following those teams, they know those teams, recognizable. Uh, There's also that kind of element that they're they're tired of seeing them, and you see a little bit of an uptick when you get a team like Loyola Chicago, or a few years ago Virginia Commonwealth, or or, you know a Butler, And, and that kind of generates that. Kind of, you you want to see them overthrow the big guys, you know, see the little guy beat a Duke or beat a Kentucky. So, um, I don't I don't think it, you can just really generalize it uh, like that.
0: I agree. I think it's actually bad for the tournament when you don't get the Butlers and the Loyolas and sort of that overarching story. And I feel like yeah. Auburn and Texas Tech, they're sort of they're not big enough Cinderellas. Uh, to really generate excitement. They're like schools that right. people have kind of heard of, but they don't have that sort of sister gene quality to them that is going to bring right. in more people that are going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's the story of the century. This school is so heartwarming!" <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, and and from a betting perspective, uh, I think what generates a little more handle is when there's a big point spread involved because it, it adds – You know, okay. Well, they may not win the game, but if they're getting seven and a half or eight points or nine points, uh, that oftentimes generates a little bit more handle too. And particularly if the money line is bigger, uh, and, and now you're. Uh, you, you know you're going to get plus two fifty or, or plus three dollars on an underdog. Now there's a whole other betting element where it's not just an even money bet. Now I can get three to one on my money. Um, I've often seen when, when we get teams that are just to pick them that it kind of inhibits the betting a little bit. There, you know, you've taken the money line element out of the betting picture completely. Now you're just picking the winner. It's like you've eliminated an, an entire market in the betting.
0: We're in a perfect storm element of, like, bad scenario for excitement around the Final Four this weekend. Not to be a Debbie Downer.
1: Why is it the perfect storm?
0: Well, it's like, I don't know, middling teams, point spreads that aren't so big. Um, (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think but you have all the powerhouse uh, conferences uh, represented, which is, you know, or at least most of them, you know, for you've you've got kind of a nice little mix of region. Um, You know, the West Coast isn't isn't represented there, but, uh, you know, you've got a nice mix of regions.
0: All right, fine. What's your biggest liability right now?
1: Oh, Auburn, Virginia, by far.
0: What about for a future? Oh, you're
1: talking about like for future, for future bets. Yeah. Um, Probably Texas tech. Um, And it's not, it's not terrible. I mean, we're, we're going to, we're going to win money on, on any, on all of them and we're not going to lose money on any of them. Uh, But Texas tech is the one that we win the least amount of money on.
0: What did they open the season at?
1: I want to say uh, 35 or 40. That's it? I'd have to check that. I know that's where most of our liabilities at, so.
0: Interesting. Texas Tech.
1: (laughs) What, should they have been, 100?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking 100.
1: They might have been 100. I I didn't check, to be honest. I just know that, like. There's no way.
0: There is no way, Scooch, you open Texas Tech. At thirty-five or forty to one, that is where you are opening you're, like a top yeah. twenty team at.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I'm. That's where that's where all of our liabilities at. That's where most of the uh, the big bets came in. So as I'm looking at it, uh, hundred twenty-five to one.
0: Ah, now we're talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, but 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 most of the big bets came in. And it looks like probably late January, early February. And that's where most of the liability kind of kicked in.
0: Did you take any $1,000 bets on Texas Tech at 125 to 1?
1: No, no. <laughs> we hardly took any at 125 to 1.
0: <laughs> what, what did Auburn open at?
1: Um I don't have that one in front of me.
0: Oh my god. You know what? You know what's (laughs) good? You know what? (laughs) What? I bet you had it when you were up at three o'clock in the morning being asked by local media. Yeah, yeah. I was more
1: prepared (laughs) for them.
0: (laughs) You know what I think? I think I think you're taking this podcast for granted. I'm treating it the way I've always treated it. Oh, see that's not right. <laughs>
1: with with nothing but the utmost utmost respect.
0: All right, I want to switch I want to switch gears for a second. Um Matt Ford, producer Matt Ford, if you're listening, uh please give me a ping. Um I know we had a limited window in which to record today. So I want to be respectful of that. So I just need to know how much time before we're going to get kicked out. Okay. I don't know if you heard that beep, but that is the 10-minute warning for the podcast. We have 10 (laughs) minutes left in the podcast. Uh, All All right. Your biggest liability right now is going to be Virginia. You are going to be rooting hard for the Cavaliers. And um, we don't care about Texas Tech, Michigan State, and uh, who do you think will win the finals? Uh,
1: I'm going with I'm going with Virginia.
0: Me too. You too? Too. Yeah. I had listen. I had them. I thought you. (laughs) No, no. no. Don't don't throw my words back in my face. Okay. Um, All right. I picked uh, my final four was Virginia Tech, Florida State. Houston and Virginia. And then I had Virginia beating Virginia Tech in the finals.
1: Uh, How did you do with your Remember All those bets you were, I think you did probably split. You were telling me all those picks you had in the sweet 16 when I saw you last week. And you were running down those that, bets. How'd they do? they do okay? It,
0: that wasn't good. It, 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 didn't, it, it didn't do well. Um, oh, okay. No, that was, a, it was bad. It was bad. It was very bad. But uh, I rallied. Like, I totally rallied. So that day, that that week, um, when I saw you, I think I lost, like, I don't know, everything? Um, I had... I Seriously, I did. I think I had... Um, I had... Uh, Texas Tech plus two, I won that. I I ended up betting the Mavericks plus seven against the Heat, so I won that. I had Purdue plus one and a half, I won that. But I lost Florida State. I lost uh, the under 215 for the Trailblazers and the Bulls that night. The next day I lost UVA minus eight and a half, UNC minus five, Virginia Tech on the money line. Um, It was ugly. Oof. But Oof. this, that sounds you know, on Saturday, I, uh, I lost Gonzaga minus four. I lost, I won the over 137. Yesterday, I won the under 151 on Duke, Michigan State. And I had Atlanta plus five against the Bucks.
1: Bucs. That's great that you could just kind of rally right back. And the, and the beautiful thing about sports betting is you could kind of increase your unit size and kind of make up for some of the bets you lost. Money management.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You're right back in the Uh, game.
0: The last 30 days, I am 25 and 20. I'm looking at the Action Network app. You can follow me. You could do this as well. You could put your picks in. You could track your bets. Um, All time in the Action Network app. This is since uh, October of 2017. Mm -hmm. I am uh, 158, 144, and 6.
1: I could follow you. I can get on the app, and I could follow all your picks. Yeah. Really? Really?
0: Yeah. It's pretty nice. I like that. You should, you should download the app just for that, Scooch, and then you can follow <laughs> I, me.
1: I will. Absolutely. I didn't know you had that feature. I like it. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. Did you even know that I work for the Action Network, that I don't work at ESPN <laughs> anymore? <laughs> just found out, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, in the last seven minutes now that we have, um, yeah. the, um, a sports book posted season win totals for the NFL this past weekend. It wasn't you. No, no. What are you waiting for?
1: So what's, so
0: what's your point? <laughs> what, what are you waiting for? <laughs> we,
1: we, have the, we have so many uh, locals properties. We, we could afford to wait a day or two that uh, a, lot of, a lot of our guys don't always uh, like to tie up their money for, for that long of a period. But uh, we'll, we'll, get them, we'll get them right up.
0: How soon do you think you're going to have them up?
1: Uh, probably by next week.
0: Do you think the Browns' uh, season win total will be more or less than eight? This is Uh, is next-level handicapping. I am asking the bookmaker to handicap where they are going to set the line for the Browns' season win total.
1: So, considering that many people are already picking them to win the division now, I, I would... I would say over eight would be a favorite. Now I am going to be bet eight the under money. on that. if Now, what, now if it's eight under. over money, then what does that count at? Like if it's eight over 40, does that, is that a push?
0: Why don't you just set it at nine then?
1: <laughs> we want to get people to – we know they're going to bet the over, the general public, so we want to get them to lay a little bit more money. Let them lay a forty. Let them lay dollar fifty.
0: Look at you practicing big, you know, big time bookmaking techniques.
1: <laughs> it's like the they're hot trend the thing. Like we were we were talking about the Giants last year and see how that worked out. So so this year the trendy team, everyone's going to think the Browns are, you know, now now this is the year. They got the missing pieces to the puzzle and now they're going to win the division, they're going to go to the playoffs.
0: I agree with you. You know what I like though? You know what I like a lot? What? What? I like the Indianapolis Colts at about 16 to 1 to win the Super Bowl.
1: Ooh. Did you bet them? I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to jump on the app and see. Find out. Does that count too? All your future wagers, are they listed on Yeah, there?
0: I put my futures in there. <laughs> 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 I put everything in there, Scooch. Even okay. the mistakes. I put in mistakes all the time, and I put them in there. Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't what, take What out, a mistake, it you
1: mean there. like if you accidentally hit the wrong button and you bet something you didn't want to bet?
0: Oh, I'll like, I'll put in the wrong price on something or I'll put in the wrong spread uh, oh, okay. sometimes, right. like, um, you know, stuff like that. Okay. I don't care. All right. <laughs> you know, I just like to put the information in. If my record isn't as perfect as it can be, I'm okay with that. It's like okay. what am I trying to prove? Yeah. But I'll put the I'm going to bet the Colts and I'll put that in as, as a future.
1: I'm yeah, also thinking like about
0: the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, what do you have them up right now is a Super Bowl favorite as a, to win the Super Bowl.
1: Jeez, you know, I'm just not in front of my computer, and you you hit you hit me with all these Is I, it I more than exactly. 20 to
0: 1, Scooch? <laughs>
1: yes, it is more than 20 to 1.
0: That feels like a lot. Why would you set that number so high?
1: Because um, not a whole lot of people bet the Houston Texans.
0: I might bet the Houston Texans.
1: Is that a good one? Is that one? Is that your Colts and Texans? Someone coming out of that?
0: Well, that I division? don't think I'll bet them both. It's weird to bet both teams to win the Super Bowl coming out of the same division. But, right. Um,
1: but so if you already love the Colts.
0: I don't know if I'll take the Texans. <laughs> I'm going, here's what I'm doing. This is how I want to end the podcast. Uh, two things. I'm going with the Colts uh, in the, to win the Super Bowl at about 16 to 1. I am going to go with the Browns under 9. And uh, it's time for scoot Roulette. Let's play a little scoot Roulette to take us out of the show um, on the Final Four. Should we play some music? Okay. <laughs> Scooch, final for me, uh, Scooch Roulette for Saturday's games.
1: I'm going with uh, Virginia, minus five and a You're half. You're
0: Virginia, minus five and a half. Yeah. All right. For our lungs. You know what I'm going to do? Do you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> what? I'm going with Auburn plus five and a half. I knew
1: you were going to, I figured that, but I like it though. Head to head. I don't,
0: I don't actually like, I don't like the pick, but I figured like, I'm feeling animosity towards you right now. So I just want to go head to head with you.
1: Can <laughs> we see that scene? Robert De Niro and the deer hunter. And they're playing Russian roulette. You and me. No. Right? That's it. Now we got a game. Now we got a game.
0: I prefer to think of this <laughs> as, uh, I am Robert De Niro and you are Al Pacino in the movie Heat. in that scene (laughs) in the diner that's what it is
1: yeah that was great
0: all right bob scucci listen thanks for coming on your podcast i know you got a lot of media obligations, so i appreciate you uh you joining us i'm wishing you all the best in the final four this weekend go auburn tigers uh this has been the favorites from the action network i am chad millman he is bob scucci Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, from radio.com slash The Action Network, in anywhere you get your podcasts. Join the favorites later this week. We're with Blackjack Fletcher and Paula Duca Until next time.